Good morning. It's Thursday. Welcome to the Roto Grinders NBA Morning Grind Podcast. I'm Justin Carlucci. Back. The Dream Team's back. I'm with Will Priester, the Chief. I mean, okay, we're not the Jordan Elijah Wan Dream Team, but I think we're climbing up the rankings, Will Priester. Yeah, for sure, man. Bubble Brothers Podcast. Uh, so glad to be with you guys this morning. Look, maybe you had a rough night in DFS. Maybe you didn't. Maybe you're giving yourself that morning grind coffee that you need, and you need a little something to push you over the edge. Here we go. Alexa, play. Lion King. Nostalgic, Chief. Yes. Get up, smell the roses, smell the coffee, sunshine, and birds are chirping. Alexa, pause. Let's get it. Bubble Brothers Podcast. Cream and sugar. Yes. Lion King. Deep breaths in and out. We're going to get you through the rest of this week. It's Thursday. We're going to get us in the right direction. We're going to make some money on Thursday. And, well, Chief, (laughs) Wednesday was pretty high scoring. A lot of people going off. A lot of people going off. What's your reaction after seeing what we know so far about Wednesday night? I mean, snacks on snacks on snacks on snacks. I mean, like you said, man, guys are, are teeing off. And I had a fair amount of, you know, some of those guys in my lineups. Uh, but the bottom line is, guess what? Doesn't matter. Got to have the right combination. Uh, on nights like tonight when it's this high scoring, um, it feels like any combination can work but you still got to have certain pieces to push you over the edge. Right. And so when I was um, pulling up the scoring, at least on FanDuel, I did notice that Russell Westbrook got over the 60 point mark tonight, uh, which was, mm, you know, maybe somewhat of a big deal. But then I looked Tatum 56, Vooch 55, Brown 54, DeJounte Murray 50 at 5.8%. Uh, uh, Jimmy Butler, 49. Nerlens Noel, people, four four steals, five blocks, nine stocks, eight points, three assists, eight rebounds, Ugh. 49 fantasy points. What a joke. I mean, it's not a joke. I mean, but they, he gave him the Daniel Gafford treatment. He absolutely did. Garland, 48. AD, 47. Devontae Graham, 46. Uh, RJ Barrett, 46. 22, 6, 7 two steals and a block. Jared Allen, 43. Naismith, out of nowhere, for sure going to be the fan duel value of the night. 42.83 steals, three blocks, nine rebounds, 15 points, less than 0.1% owned, 12.2x value. Aaron Naismith, the local kid from here in Charleston, uh, you know, played at Vanderbilt. Phenomenal talent, man. Phenomenal talent. Jokic at 41 and counting four minutes in the third. Lonzo Ball, 40. Gary Harris would have been in the running uh, for, for the FanDuel value tonight. 39.7 points at 3,600. 19.7 assists, six rebounds in a block. Chuma Okiki, 39.1 points. Listen, guys, scores through the roof. Guys all over the place. Cheap guys. Alex Lynn, 36. Tristan Thompson, 36. Okoro, 36. Kevin Love, 35. Milton, 34. Drogic, 31. I mean, a whole lot of cheap guys going off for 30-plus. Plug that in with some of your studs, like Westbrook, like Tatum, like Brown, because of the um, everybody wanted to play Tatum and Brown because of the smart news. Incredible night for scoring. Incredible. 
it's one of those nights where you wake up the next day, maybe you don't put the Lion King on, maybe you you wake up in a bad mood and you water cooler talk at the office, well, the virtual office. Man, I put up 350 and didn't even come close to mid cashing last night. My lineup was so good. Well, it's only as good as the slate is. Everyone's going yeah, off. You absolutely. still need the right pieces. And yeah, it's frustrating for sure. But it is what it is. This is late season NBA DFS, and it ain't going away. It's only going to get worse. It's only going to get crazier. Things aren't going to get any better. Play P. Diddy, Bad Boys for Life. Wait a minute. We're going to see. Bad Boys for Life by J Balvin and Black Oh, no. Alexa, stop. (laughs) Alexa, stop. See, I was trying to get the. See, see, listen, Alexa's been drinking tonight, man. I wanted to bring that in because, see, I don't want to have to sing all the songs. I want to see if we can get some some real, real classic uh, songs in here. And what you said was, see, late season DFS isn't going anywhere. So you bring in the bad boys for life. We ain't going nowhere. See, we ain't going nowhere. We can't be stopped now. Because it's bad boys for life. See, Alexa was supposed to play that. She's over there slacking on the job. Podcast, Alexa, you're here fired. we come. You're fired, Alexa. You are fired. <laughs> <laughs> Crazy night Wednesday. Thursday, six games. Seems manageable. Early night. There's two games at seven, two games at eight, and two games at nine. No time Perfect. 30 tips. Perfect. And the slate will be almost over by the time we start the next podcast. <laughs> For once. <laughs> so we're kicking it off early with Detroit and Dallas, and it's a Detroit everybody resting night or most people resting. Yeah. So the last six weeks, the industry has been running to Isaiah Stewart. Price is getting up there. Price is getting up there. Are you still running to Isaiah Stewart tomorrow? Uh I think it's in the cards. He's fifty nine hundred on FanDuel, so I mean we're still we're still close because the bottom line is he's still cheap enough for us to get him in our lineups. Like I don't want to play Jeff Green at six K. I mean nothing against Jeff Green, but I don't. You know, Jay Sean takes sixty seven hundred with you know still most of the guys playing. Darius Baisley is sixty eight hundred. Draymond seventy four. Like the guy still got fifty point upside, so essentially he's in play. And then you combine that with the rest of the pieces on FanDuel, at least. We've got Sadiq Bey at 5,100. We've got Josh Jackson at 5,600. Killian Hayes is 3,900. It's going to be a field day with Detroit value. Uh, You know, if if you're on that value, you will know very early where you stand by the end of the night. Yeah, the first guy in DK that – really has my attention is Sadiq Bay at 4,900. My goodness. We have easy 7X upside potential there at that price. So what do we know for sure about Detroit? We know a couple of things. We know Jeremy Grant's out. We know Plumlee's out. We know Corey Joseph's out. We know Wayne Ellington is out. Magruder and Dennett Smith. Yeah. God forbid our good friend Diallo ever gets any run. I mean, we're just, he's getting 20 minutes a game now. Maybe pushes 25 tomorrow. Begging, give us 25. Come on. He's our good friend. Mm-hmm. We've seen this guy fill it up. We've seen him ball out. Absolutely. In the I mean, We've seen him on. in the dunk contest, too. Like, put some respect on that man's name. What are we talking about here? What's going on? That's the next song we got to queue up from Alexa, right? Next, <laughs> next uh, session. R-E-S-P-E-C-T. 
That's right. Can't spell it without Diallo. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, there's literally, I don't think there's any of the same letters in, in Diallo, yeah. but for real. So, okay. So, Josh Jackson, obviously in play. Hey, Lock and load. What is he on FanDuel? I don't even look. What is he on FanDuel? 56. He's, go- he's going to play at least 30 minutes. He's probably going to put up at least 30 to 35 fantasy points at a minimum. And if he shoots it really well, he's going to get to 40. It's just how it works with him. Yeah. And people say, oh, Dallas plays slow. Well, they don't play any defense. So I'm. And half sure. their team is questionable. Half their team is questionable. Now, we saw the same thing against Golden State on Tuesday and everybody played except that was questionable except Porzingis was out Mm -hmm. and Josh Richardson was out but Mm -hmm. Doreen Finney-Smith played Kleber played Luca played and boy did they mop the Warriors and what the Warriors were calling their biggest game of the year what an embarrassing I mean look it happens to everybody I've got a good friend of mine, Chris, and here's what I tell him. Uh, if, if you guys are in an MLB, and we're not going to turn this into an MLB pod, but Chris says that, uh, you know, uh, 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 Mr. Bieber out there in Cleveland isn't going to get lit up this season. He's, he's the one true ace in the MLB. And I'm saying, look, it's variance. No pitchers going through a season and not getting just lit up a game, maybe two. It's part of the game, right? And so when I look at that game last night, it's like one of those anomaly games. Dallas comes into town banged up. Steph Curry seems like the hottest player in basketball. And the game starts and the bodies come out, but their brains are locked in the, in, in the uh, in their lockers. Nothing else comes out with them but a shell. I mean, wasn't it like 60 to 20 at one point or something crazy? It's just mm-hmm. how it works sometimes. Yeah. They got to pick themselves back up and get rolling. And Lucas still went for 57 FanDuel points. I actually, my best team in the $9 uh, GPP on FanDuel multi-enter, I had Luca. I think I came in 15th, which is still crap ROI because that's the way things are. But no one ahead of me had Luca, And uh, I missed the optimal by like 16 points. I'm like, oh, I could have got there. Could have got there. This was on, on Tuesday, by the way. But uh, you know what? You can peg a blowout, but sometimes you just can't peg winning by 40. <laughs> yeah. So even the best in the business can't peg that. I mean, that's just, that's just insanity. Yeah. yeah. I mean, what can you do but brush yourself off and try to move on if you're Golden State and if you're Dallas, got some momentum. I got to ask you, Chief. I mean, is Dallas really dinged up or are we just seeing some guys coming on the injury report, maybe get in Golden State's head a little bit thinking, well, maybe Dallas is banged up. I mean, can you see some uh, little gamesmanship here at times with the injury reports late in the year? I got to think they're still banged I got to think they're banged up. They're sixth in the West. I mean, they're right outside of a play-in scenario. I got to think they're banged up. Here's the other thing, though, Lucy, that I think is actually, that actually could be really fun. If the season ended today, we'd get a Clippers rematch with Dallas in the first round. Wow. How awesome would that would that be? I'm sure they would cue that whole series with the Lucas step back three winner from last year. Just bring that series in. NBA, don't mess this up. That's how you advertise this series. You bring in the Luca three-point shot winner, and everybody will be glued to the TV watching, and the ratings will be through the roof. 
I, I just feel like Dallas is missing a third, a third wheel. Well, they almost had Bradley Beal, and then they started winning in Washington, and they're having fun again. I mean, if you're Luca, are you having fun, or are you just sick of backpacking your team every night? Well, I think it depends. I think Luca is having fun, at least initially, because we know he's probably going to accept this extension when he becomes a non-restricted free agent. Dallas is going to be able to pay him more money than anybody on this first big contract. He is probably going to take it. And then on the next one, if he becomes as big of a star as we think, he's probably out of there to L.A. These are the games that worry me if I'm a Mavericks fan because you have Detroit with nothing to lose. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and, I, and I mean, even from a DFS perspective, and this is something I was kind of monitoring early in the season, Luch, teams that were kind of short bodies and had these teams that they were playing nothing to lose. Here's my philosophy. And look, I could be wrong. I'm willing to accept that I could be wrong. But here was my thought. A team has eight players, seven players, eight players. That's what they have to have. And maybe six or seven of them are going to play. Here's what happens when they take out the starters. Those guys keep playing. And this group of players might be better than some of the guys they're bringing in off the bench. Maybe they leave and it's a gap of 12 and then the starters come back in and maybe they've got cut the lead down to five. And then maybe the starters run away. But eventually the starters are going to come off the court. And guess what? Uh, you know, uh, Josh Jackson is going to keep playing. Sadiq Bay is going to keep playing. Isaiah Stewart's going to keep playing. And uh, lo and behold, they cut the lead again. I'm just saying just from a strategic standpoint, the, the lack of bodies, these guys are staying on the floor and they just keep running and gunning. And uh, I, I think that helps keep some of these games a little bit closer unless the team just has no talent at all. I have mild interest in, in running this back. With if I'm building a lineup and there's a ton of Detroit value, I have mild interest in running it back with Luca. If, if we don't see Porzingis play, sure, I think Detroit could keep this thing fun. I mean, that's a team with an attitude. We've seen their young players keep things close. We've seen Isaiah Stewart have some games and yeah. help Detroit hang around for three and a half quarters. And that's you know maybe that's all you need from Luca. We've seen him have those nights. So I think this is you know it seems you, know, you look at Detroit, you look at Dallas normal circumstances it seems vanilla it seems slow it seems where's the up and down where are the peripherals coming from but yeah there aren't really any metrics with with what Detroit does from day to day with with who they're putting on the court so it's hard to to really peg here so I listen I have I have interest in Luca and like you said they're in a a a must-win spot pretty much every time they're out there kind of you know doing their thing big win over Golden State the other day and I think this is an interesting GPP spot for Luca because I mean well, I guess we have to see what other news we got, but you still have Giannis on the slate. You still have Jokic on the slate. You still have Curry, great matchup against Minnesota. If Carl Towns, a great matchup against Golden State. So I don't see Luca being significantly popular on Thursday. Do you? Uh, I, I think if Porzingis is out, his popularity is going up if he plays. Well, for sure. For sure. I meant on DK. Yeah, yeah I was just thinking DK. My bad. My bad. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, you're right. What if Porzingis is in? Then what do you do with Dallas? I don't know if I play anybody. They just become like large field GPP plays. Yeah. It just, they're just blah. Yeah. And when I think Dallas and Detroit, that blah is kind of just what I, how I feel when I'm analyzing when these two teams typically play. But I'm yeah. feeling we'll get some news one way or another. A lot of questionable tags there on the Maverick side of business. So 
Moving on to the other 7 o'clock game, which things are starting to get interesting here on the Brooklyn side of the ball. We have an underpriced Kevin Durant on, on DraftKings. And don't look now, Chief, but he played 33 minutes against Toronto. Mm-hmm. 8,500 on DraftKings. We're, we're looking at the slam dunk mega chalk as of right now on DraftKings for Kevin Durant. No questions asked. As of right now, he'll be the chalkiest player over 4K without looking as long as he's on track to play on Thursday. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I'm with you there. 9,300 on FanDuel. Still not incredibly bad if we're going to get 33 minutes of, of KD. He's capable of 55 in that spot, 55, 60, capable. Uh, I'm not saying he will because I do think, you know, they're, you know, he's coming off the injury, might not quite be there. Uh, one of the big things I think in this game, I'm just going to kind of start combining both teams now, is what do we do with Karis LeVert with Brooklyn coming to town? Uh, I'm not in the in, into the narrative street as much as most, right? But if all these guards sit again, and we know Brooklyn hasn't played great defense, one of their better on-ball defenders, Bruce Brown, is out of commission currently. How do we handle Karis LeVert in this spot? From a, from a revenge narrative perspective, I'll let you handle that, Lutz. And then for me, if Lamb is out and Goga's out and, you know, Dougie McBuckets is, 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 is questionable again, and maybe, maybe he has to go, well, he's not questionable, but we already know Sabonis is out. Can Karis LeVert actually get off? He's been up and down. They got blown out by Portland, but he can still pop off for 50. We saw that against OKC in a spot where the home team town that drafted him is coming in the building. Does he have a little extra motivation to put the ball in the hoop a few more times to get one extra crossover, to make one extra assist, uh, one extra steal and block? Come on. I'm trying to push us down narrative Boulevard here. Lutz is it working? Is Karis Levert on the table on this slate? Yeah. No doubt about it. I mean, can this guy just play in a competitive game? He's played 24 minutes against Portland because they lost by a billion. 26 DK points in 24 minutes against Portland. Nothing to hold your head about. Shot 50% from the floor. It's fine. Against Orlando, they won by 29. Only played 30 minutes. Again, shot 50% from the floor. 18 real points, 6 assists, 33 DraftKings points. If this guy, it's not like he's not healthy. They're just not playing yeah. competitive games. If he gives you 35 to 40 minutes in this matchup at 8K on DK, I love this for tournaments. So we're saying Karis LeVert 50? Are we going to go hot take on the slate right early in the morning, right out of the gate, circle of life, Karis LeVert 50 spot? Is that what we're doing, Luch? Yeah, I'm in. I'm, I'll do it. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll I'm do in. It. I'm in. I'm in. Karis I'm LeVert in. 50. You and, heard and it here First, maybe second. And the thing is, there's no Sabonis. There's no Miles Turner. That hasn't changed. Perhaps Jeremy Lamb is out, and that makes things even better. So, even and perhaps if, this game is more competitive. It should be. And if, even if they stagger him and Brogdon a little more, just to keep your guy on the court in a competitive game, you know, your main focal point. I like Laverne's odds. You know, we, we've seen him do it with increased usage situations. He's playing good real-life games. We've talked about real-life and fantasy. Yeah. If this goes down on the wire, he plays 40 minutes, I think he goes for 50-plus. 
Yeah, I like it, man. I like it. Let me also say I'm not playing Kyrie Irving on this slate. 10K on FanDuel. Kevin Durant back. Upside, I don't think is there anymore. They got to get him back down to like 8,800, I think, before I start considering playing Kyrie. Well, I feel like we'll be in agreement on this. On DK, do you play Brogdon at 9K or Levert at 8K? It's a no-brainer for me. Yeah, it's Levert. And they're different positions, but of course you have utility. You have a, a, a guard spot, so you can make it work. So I like Levert. I like Levert. I think yeah. this is an interesting spot. Six games? So I give a ton of options, you know, even right. enough, but it's not like it's a 12 gamer and Levert's kind of that sneaky, you know, P- GPP option. People are going to game log out and be like, nah, I don't know. Hey, back to the well, you're missing some bonus. You turn to the other playmakers. Brogdon's a little overpriced. Levert could be average and still probably not kill you. Like if he goes for 35 to 40, if the rest of your lineup's okay, maybe you min cash. If he goes for 50 and let's say he could very well be sub 20% on DK, depending on how builds are. Sign me up, Chief. I'm in. Yeah, I'm in. So this could be a fun game. I mean, there's your little run back with Durant. Of course, you're kind of putting your eggs in one basket here. But for tournaments, you know, a little 1v1, two very high usage players on each team. 8,500 for Durant, 8K for Levert. I mean, you can still run a pretty balanced team, maybe punt one guy and still have the upside of, of running a 10K, 11K guy, because Durant's typically 95, 10K. You know, Levert in a perfect situation would probably be 9K. If, you know, let's say Brogdon's hypothetically out, then it's like Levert's a 9,500 kind of player in that offense, right? Because, like, you would be the guy. So I yeah. think 8K for Levert is perfectly fair. And I would even argue that if he was seeing more minutes recently, he'd probably he's probably underpriced within a situation, especially in this matchup. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So hold up. What is he on FanDuel, Levert? 81. So we're, we're neck and neck here. Yeah, that's okay. what I'm saying. We're right there. Okay. And yeah, Bruce Brown's still out, so that's big. Yeah. What do you make of Jeff Green getting a ton of run? 6K on FanDuel. Can't do it. 4,800 DK. Can do it. 35 minutes. 34 because Claxton minutes. is out. He's getting run. He's out. I mean, look at this. Green, Green could have a mediocre game in 35 minutes and be fine in most builds, you know. The indie team without Miles Turner, without Sabonis, they're yeah. not. They've been getting. Inside. They've been getting picked apart inside. Seriously, I had I had a laugh, Chief, because I I think uh, what Twitter account was it? NBA Legion hoops for something. They came out with their top five defensive players right now, and they had Miles Turner on the list. I'm thinking, oh my good golly, Miss Molly, as you would say, Miles Turner is not a top five defensive player in the NBA. I am so sorry. Are you with me on that or no? I'm, w- I'm with you. I'm with you. So who's your top five? G- give me some pieces of your top five off the top of your head. Um, okay. And, and look, I'm going to give you a caveat. I hate to have to do this, but if everybody's healthy, I'm saying completely healthy. Um, give me Ben Simmons. Okay. Ben Simmons. Give me Giannis Antetokounmpo. Um, well, I'm, I'm not going to do that. I, I was going to go way back and pull in like Avery Bradley. But that would be Boston Avery Bradley. So I'm not I'm not gonna do that. He's still in the league. He's what year league. is it, Chief? <laughs> okay, third, give me Jimmy Buckets. 
I could not believe he was not in the top five. And you know what? The list, I, I'll have to try to find it when we're talking. But Giannis was on it. I was fine with that. Ben Simmons was on it. Gobert yeah. was on it. But was Miles Turner. Yeah. Man. Give me, yeah. Give, give me Jimmy Buckets. Jimmy Butler's uh, a dog. I would want Jimmy Butler against anybody in this league. I, that's You know, you got to consider Draymond. Yeah. Yeah. Draymond's on the list. Give me Lou Dort. I know I'm going with a lot of smaller guys. Yeah. This but 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 I I think the wing defenders are a little bit more valuable than the big men these days. Blue door. Yeah, I think the ability to be able to square up on your man and say, "Look, and look, that doesn't mean they're not going to score points. It means you make it a little bit tougher for them, right?" Blue door. Um, and, and believe it or not, give me KCP, Contavious Caldwell Pope. So where does Rudy Gobert fall? I feel like big men should be their own category, personally. Yeah, I I, I mean, look. I don't have anything against Rudy Gobert, nothing against him. But who's Rudy Gobert stopping one-on-one? Now, look, team help defense is extremely important in basketball. It's a team game. Don't get me wrong. So I don't have anything against Rudy Gobert. But if you put Rudy Gobert on an island with Giannis, there's no way he's going to stop Giannis Antetokounmpo. There's no way. If you put Rudy Gobert out on an island – with Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons is getting to the rack easily with a layup or a dunk. I would even go out and venture to say Andre Drummond could possibly cross up Rudy Gobert. Now, hey, maybe I'm wrong. But in terms of team defense, I think Rudy Gobert is spectacular. Spectacular in team defense. But if, if, I, if I need a center... To stop someone, I'm one on one. I'm not calling Rudy Gobert. Let me just get that out of the way right now. I, I'm not picking up the phone and dialing uh, the Stifle Tower. N- no way, I'm doing it. Hey, Jazz fans, before you hit the X button on our podcast, please like, subscribe, share, give us some positive feedback. I hope the Chief didn't piss you off too much with some Rudy Gobert slander there. But I agree with them. Plot twist. I'm okay. On- <laughs> okay. Now look. Guess what? Here, secondarily. I would take Royce O'Neal. Royce O'Neal's a dog. Dude. Royce right. O'Neal's been playing great defense. These these six seven six eight wings that are so versatile are more valuable than sure. Miles Turner averages probably two and a half blocks a game, but it's just who is Miles Turner stopping one on one? It's garbage. He look at look at the numbers. Why does Indy get crushed on the defensive glass so much? That's part of playing D. Clean up the mess. That's why. That's why Draymond says he's so valuable. He's doing it all. Yeah, great combo here. Well, but I'm with you. I like the wings. We didn't even mention the PJ Tucker Arlo. Is there his days over? Or he can or he... Paul George or Kawhi Leonard. Kawhi I didn't put any of those guys Leonard. on the list. You see that? I was waiting for Kawhi. You see? Think about it. So many good defenders, man. Kawhi Island wasn't even a thought at the beginning of this conversation. Yeah, for sure. Right. Gun to head, Kawhi Leonard or Ben Simmons? Woo. That's tough, right? Here's what I think I'm doing. And hear me out. Yes or no question, Cheat. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Let me hear you. I think I'm taking Kawhi because I feel like Kawhi is a little bit more of a complete package than Ben. And I know it's a defensive question, right? But I think defense, in my opinion, is a combination of of offense as well. And here's what I mean by that. Here's what I mean by that. 
I can play defense a lot easier after I've worn somebody down on the offensive end. When they got to step out and run through screens and fight with me at the top of the key, and, and then because they know I can shoot the three a little bit, and they've got to come out and I can blow by them, and then they got to run back, all, all those types of things. With Ben Simmons, guess what? I get a defensive break. All I've got to do is, is play. All i got to do is sag into the lane. He's not shooting any shots. I'm going to get my rest on Ben Simmons on offense and then on defense. And then when I'm on offense, I can keep attacking. With Kawhi Leonard, I don't get a break. I've got to play offense and defense. I'm getting worn out the whole game by the claw on both ends. His defense is a part of his offense. I'm taking Kawhi. One guy who I think will not make any list, but we have talked about him within the past month. And you know what? He might not crack the top 10, but per position is Drew Holiday. Oh, man. Listen, and I'm sorry because Drew is on my list of – and I'm being honest with you. When I have point guards going against Milwaukee, I haven't played them all year. And I've come out way ahead. And I I just don't play point guards against Milwaukee because of the Drew Holiday factor. I like that, Luch. I guess on technicality, if you're going point guard, shooting guard, small forward, power forward, center, what is Ben Simmons? I guess you have to put him at point guard early as a forward. But Drew Holiday underrated. Mike Conley underrated, a little small, but if you're guarding solely the one. But the problem is anymore, Chief, and you know this as well as anybody, the NBA is all switching screens. So if yeah. you're you know, if you're six foot, six one, you're at a disadvantage, you know, getting swapped on a six six, six seven wing, and then it's going straight to the bank, you know. But Luke, uh, that that's why I'm saying, you know, we asked that question before. I'm telling you people, think about how many teams get to play drop coverage on Ben Simmons. Like, just think about it. Now, look, guess what? The crazy thing is he's still going to get to the rim anyway. But my point is, in the playoffs, why do you think teams have been beating the Bucks, Playing zone and drop coverage. Giannis, go ahead and shoot. We're going to pack the lane. We're going to force you. We're not going to allow you to just come in here and dunk on us and lay up and get five-footers and seven-footers. We're going to make you shoot some. Well, Giannis has accepted the challenge, and he started shooting some. So they're going to have to play him differently. Ben Simmons is still not shooting jump shots. I know. It's full, it's full drop know. coverage in the playoffs. I know. If he's coming off a screen, why close out? Just go under. Play drop coverage and force him to shoot. Brad Stevens embarrassed him a couple of years ago in the playoffs when Boston played Philly. And it was the first time he ever – it was tough playing really well at the end of the regular season. Then Brad Stevens was like, we're just dropping everybody. Embarrassing. Embarrassing. The offense was stagnant. It was terrible. And guess what? I'm not saying Ben Simmons has to shoot threes either, Luch. I don't want you to think that. He's, he needs a mid-range. Kawhi didn't start shooting jumper. threes. He started in the mid-range. Like, guys, everybody can't be Steph Curry. I mean, okay? look, the, a guy who always comes to mind is a 6'9", 6'10 guy who was so raw coming out of college, out of Oklahoma, was Blake Griffin. Had no, no jump shot. Here we are 10 years later. That's all he has. That's all he has. He's in the league because he can right. shoot threes. Right. Come on, Ben Simmons. All right, I didn't try to make this a, a Ben Bash fest here. But. Guess what? Charlotte's not on this slate, so you're not going to hear me rant about them today. <laughs> Speaking of Drew Holiday, Milwaukee plays Houston. John Wall. What a lead-in. What a lead-in, Lutz. I, I got mean, just you. a professional lead-in right there. Sometimes I know what I'm doing. Other times it happens by accident, folks. <laughs> we know John Wall's done for the rest of the year. 
So we have Christian Wood unleashed, Kevin Porter unleashed. Problem is, Christian Wood, 8,200 on DK, and they're playing Milwaukee. So I'm a little worried about, is this game going to get out of hand? Kevin Porter broke a lot of hearts as chalk on both sites on Tuesday, and he's 7K on DK. Don't know that a lot of people are going to go back to him on DK at 7K. I don't think that's going to happen. He's listed as point guard only now. That's wild, too. So, although I know there's a big price discrepancy there, talk to me about FanDuel Kevin Porter Jr. Yeah, FanDuel Kevin Porter Jr. is 5600 That price is a lot more palatable, uh, whether they get blown out or not. Like, you can still play him at 56 Lose. I caught something t- uh, as we were preparing for the pod. This salary is out of this world. There's, I can't play Kelly Olenek anymore. What I'm going to do, Luch, is I'm going to give you an over-under of 7,100 on Kelly Olenek. Kelly Olenek, FanDuel, 7,700. Try 8,100. Oh. Kelly O on FanDuel, and he's at center. I, I, I'm out. I mean, I've been playing Kelly O so <laughs> much, and I, I can't. I mean, especially with Christian Wood. You baited me on that one. You knew I would go pretty high, so you weren't even you, you weren't even lower on me there. Wow, eighty one hundred. That's the Kelly highest O. You've ever seen him? It's the highest in the ever. history of DFS. Kelly O shares absolutely eighty one hundred is the highest we've ever seen him. You know, I'm out at eighty. I'm so out at eighty one hundred. <laughs> well, and DK is still a GPP dart. 6,900. Still, I don't like it. If I'm playing a three max, I'm probably not playing them. However, yeah. however, if I'm playing Giannis and I you know, have to run it back with somebody for GPP's large field, I don't mind correlating my bills to maybe have a little Kelly O on DK. What Ooh. in the world? His ownership will be 2% or less on FanDuel. Absolutely. Because you got Towns on the slate, professional lead-in, playing Golden State, and juicy, juicy matchup here. I'll backtrack real quick. Anybody else from this Houston-Milwaukee game in terms of pricing on FanDuel that you want to bring up? Uh, Drew, 7,500, he's kind of sneaky. Like at 7,500, he could get 45 on this slate. And when it's six games, 45 for 7,500 gets real valuable real quick. So I, I don't, I don't hate that. But I'm not really I'm not really interested that much in this game. Uh, so guess what? Dante DiVincenzo is probable against the Rockets with Achilles soreness. How many times have we seen Milwaukee just give everybody an injury right before the game? I, I would be very careful with Milwaukee tomorrow night. Um, I'm not saying they're going to sit, guys. I just feel it, Lutz. I would be very careful with Milwaukee. Uh, you know, Drew could have a toe or a back. Uh, Giannis is probable, but, you know, Chris Middleton can have a knee or an elbow. Just be careful, please. I'm not saying don't. saying be careful. Other than that, I I don't really want to play anyone from this game because Kevin Porter is probably about it. Uh, Don't hate Giannis if he goes, but I I can't play Kelly at 8,100. And Christian Wood is at 84 now, which is also pretty expensive. I'm kind of out on these guys. All right, we'll move on to another friendly type of game environment should be a high total here golden state and minnesota got two high-end studs in this game 
obviously Curry from Golden State, and of course Carl Anthony Towns from yeah. Minnesota. Who's going to stop Carl Anthony Towns? Only Carl Anthony Towns will stop himself in this matchup if he does. Yeah, for sure. I'm just going to do this one as a combo too. Uh, Curry 9600. I'm in. I, I'm in at 9600. D'Angelo Russell's up to 69 now, playing about 30 30 minutes. He's got 40 point upside. Did play for Golden State a little bit last season. Uh, we'll see how how that comes together. Um, Damian Lee is still out, so that, that's kind of I think a, a, a big deal. Uh, Kent Bazemore is coming back, so we'll, we'll see how that pans out. But Carl Anthony Towns is for sure on the list. Ninety seven hundred, I like him. Draymond Green seventy four hundred. He's probably going to be a staple in my lineups tomorrow. This is for sure a spot where he's got fifty point upside, like for sure. Something I've been tracking as well. Uh, Jaden McDaniel's minutes had picked up a little bit, and now they're back down. I don't know what's going on between him and Jared Vanderbilt and Wancho Hernan Gomez. They're just throwing minutes all over the place. So I'm not really interested in these. Uh, uh, secondary pieces for Minnesota, mainly Carl Anthony Towns. Anthony Edwards is 7,800 on FanDuel. I, I just have to be out. I, I don't have anything against Anthony Edwards. I know he's got 50-point upside. I know he can get there, but on this slate, I'm willing to take the fade. And Ubre is doubtful, so Kit Bazemore coming back is a big deal with Damian Lee out. Oh, it's a huge deal. And Bazemore can be had for 3,900 on DK. Well, there goes your value, guy. There he goes. There he goes. There he goes again. There you go. There's the podcast title. I don't even have to brainstorm one tonight. There he there goes go. again. There he goes again. Yeah. Yes. You know what's you know what's terrible? You know what might be the worst thing in the world? Chalk Ken Bazemore. He and all, he will be chalk against Minnesota at 39 on DK. He's been breaking hearts for five years when he's chalk. <laughs> Like, I know we love our guy Chris Boucher on the show, but how bad was a lot of Boucher chalk last season? It was bad. Oh, yeah. Regardless, chalk. hear me out. Hear me out. Hear me out. Ubre is out. I'm in on Bazemore. In well, he's doubtful. We're getting it early. Start with Kent Bazemore. Boy, you might have to run that Lion King clip back because that just makes me nauseous. And Kent Bazemore is die on my lineup. That game's at 8 o'clock. By the time we start the pod, it'll be about over. If we come in with the Lion King theme song, Circle of Life, you already know Kent Bazemore has broken our hearts before before the pod even goes. I agree on a lot about you said in this game. <sighs> talk about revenge game. You talk about Andrew Wiggins a little bit. Aha. No Ubre. kind, sir. No Ubre affects things a lot more than just Kent Bazemore. I mean, we're opening up a dozen shots, potentially good amount of usage, some rebounding opportunities, a little more ball handling opportunities. Um, I just, I hate playing Andrew Wiggins. (laughs) You know? Yeah, it's rough. I don't know. I mean, would I rather play Green or Wiggins? That's almost the same price. It's Draymond for me especially in this game where he might have 25 potential assists and it just <laughs> matters how many shots Curry's going to knock down coming off those screens with Ricky Rubio or D'Angelo Russell, two of the worst defending point guards ever trying to contain Curry. So thus being said, I really like Steph Curry tomorrow too. Yeah. I, I, I like Steph. Steph. 
So that's going to be one of my premier plays tomorrow. Uh, definitely going to be at the the top of my list in terms of GPP investments. Steph's probably in, in play for cash tomorrow, too, to be honest with you. In this in this spot, you know, clearly he's going to have a chance to score 35 real points or more. Uh, if he gets anything in the peripherals, like it'd be nice if we could get us a 40 point eight rebound, nine assist game from Steph or something like that, you know, or, you know, 35, eight and eight, something like that. That would be great to get us over the hump here. Uh, really like Steph Curry. I think he's a, he's going to be a great, a great addition to the uh, optimal build here. Well, not only that chief, but they're coming off of a game where they got embarrassed. So you saw Steph Curry on that bench, right? I mean, he, yeah, he, he looked pretty frustrated. So without, Clay Thompson, obviously, without Kelly Oubre and without Jimmy Wiseman on the court this season. Steph Curry, 542 minutes. He gets a 3.8% usage bump. And his per 36 FanDuel fantasy point total is 57 and change. Yeah. I mean, th- there you go. And I'm at, that works. I would gladly accept 57 57 fantasy points for 9,600 on this slate. Gladly. I mean, Wiggins gets a point and a half percent usage bump. Okay. Even Draymond gets a point and a half percent. So that's pretty big for a guy whose usage is super low. Like if you're Draymond and you get a point and a half percent bump, that's pretty significant. Now, if your guy like Wiggins is like, nah, all right. You know, the guy's fairly scoring dependent as it is. So this is going to be a popular stack. This game, Chief, that's what it's looking like. The more we're talking through this, the more I can see yeah. not only the I mean the Baysmore value, but if you're already gonna play the Baysmore value, you want this game to be pretty good. So you kind of want some chunks from both sides. So so what do you do with Carl Anthony Towns? So if you're running Baysmore, what do you do? He's getting plugged in. He's getting plugged in. I'm not fading Carl Anthony Towns in this slate. I'm D- telling you right now, I'm absolutely playing cat. Well, on DK, I don't it's tough to play both Towns and Curry here. So what do you do? Uh, you play Bazemore, roll the dice, hope Towns outscores Curry kind of thing, keeps the game close. Is that what we're looking at? Or I can't fault you for playing Curry and Bazemore. Bazemore is how so much is cheap. Curry? Curry's 10-3. And how much is Towns? 9-8 or something like that? 10-1. Uh, how much is Draymond? 7-3. DraftKings pricing, folks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gosh. Right? See, on FanDuel, I can get them both. Absolutely. On DK, I actually think I might side with Curry and stack the Warriors. Fade, fade Towns. How much is Anthony Edwards on DK? Guess. He's 78 on FanDuel. I'm gonna guess, I'm gonna guess we've got some discrepancy today. Let's go 7,500. 74. I'd probably play Edwards on DK. It's a good point. And, and, and take it that way. Yeah. T- take it, take it that direction. Um, now on, and on DK, those, those, uh, set, how, okay. Last thing, how much is D'Angelo Russell on DK? 6,700. To me, that's the play. I would probably fade towns on, uh, on DK and I'd take a shot on Russell and, and, or Edwards, if I was going to stack the game. And folks, I don't think you need to play anybody other than Ken, Ken Bazemore from this game. Yeah. But I, th- I think you need to consider it just based upon the totals, what we're looking at. We don't know all the injury news that's going to break during the day. 
Yeah. But you, you can get away with Kent Bazemore only stack a different game. We talked about some Brooklyn plays we liked in that game, and we have two more games to cover. But this is going to be a very high total. Obviously, Ubre's out. Some usage bumps are going around. And it's one of those things where, yeah, you can play Curry and Bazemore. It's not like Bazemore's 8K. He's 3,900. So you don't have to worry about both of them going for, you know, 40-plus DK points. If Kent Bazemore gets you 25, you're fine. You're more yeah, than 3,900. And it's a yeah. smaller slate. So here's my question to you, Luch. Yeah. Gun to your head mm-hmm. on FanDuel, Kent Bazemore or Kevin Porter Jr., straight up. Why not both? Who's the, who's the high-end small forward, Durant? No, no, no. I'm already going to play Sadiq Bay at 51. <sighs> okay, so let's do this. Gun to your head. What's your combination of the mid-range or, or lower mid-range small forward? Bay and Baysmore, Bay and Porter Jr., Baysmore and Porter Jr. See? So Sadiq Bay is what, 51? Is that what you said? 51 with all those other guys out. So we know his we 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 know what he does when all those guys are out. He plays 35 minutes and he takes a lot more shots. Well, I'm playing Baysmore. So okay. then it comes down to what's Kevin Porter's price? 56. And Sadiq Bay is 51. So, 51. honestly, I don't know what power forward looks like, but if I'm playing Giannis, I'm playing Kevin Porter. Okay. If I'm not playing Giannis, well, that's pending that he plays. Because if Giannis sits, we're, we're having a different conversation. Yeah, not, now Bobby Porter's is like... The if guy. I have other Milwaukee exposure, I'm playing Kevin Porter on my team. Any, other, any other situation, it's Sadiq Bay for me. I think that's my way. I got you. I got you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I can ride with that. It's it's just I'm so high on Draymond in this spot. I'm willing to fade Giannis and play Draymond for 7,400 against Minnesota. Doesn't it just have like a three-block, three-steal Draymond game written all over it? I mean, man, it, it feels like eight points, 12 rebounds, 12 assists. Yep, three blocks, three steals, 55 fantasy points. What's better than spending 7,300 on a guy who shoots four times in a whole game? <laughs> But but we know what we're getting. That's the crazy part. With Draymond, he's proven to us. I know. He's going to be highly successful, even if he doesn't. I've seen Draymond get two points and put up 50. Yep. Two. Fair price. Great matchup. I'm with you. No Oubre, probably. Getting a point and a half percent usage bump, Draymond is, by the way. I want to like backtrack because I don't want to forget. But I was looking up Durant's field goal percentage since he's came back. And I didn't feel like doing all the math in my head because I, I kind of got sidetracked that my ADD was kicking in here. But he's shooting over 60% from the floor since he's been back. <laughs> it's just incredible. Maybe. Incredible. I'm not, saying, I'm not saying he's the best scorer of our generation, and I'm not saying he's the best player of our generation. Well, I'm, I'm excluding Michael Jordan, but I'm saying like the past decade, whatever. But I think he's the player that makes it look – that he makes basketball look the easiest, if that's a thing. He just makes it look so easy. He just glides and gets to his spot and shoots over people and no shots, a bad shot. But then he can, he can throw the yams down too. Like he'll put the hammer. He is just unbelievable, man. Hasn't missed a beat, Chief. Luch, I hate to get off, off of Kevin Durant. This just in, folks. Lonzo Ball on the night. Don't look it up, Luch. This is live on the air. Don't look it up. You're scaring oh, me here. Over, under. 40 fantasy points. You're messing with me with these over-unders because last week, you you know, you almost played me for a fool. They were gimmies, but now they're getting harder. 
This is going to be another staple of the show, folks. Over, over, under segment here. <laughs> Judging by the way you were like, deep and, and, and you can like actually see my reaction. Rubbing your head. I'm thinking he has like 55 right now. 61. Oh my God. Okay. How many, steals blocks? And blocks? How many steals and blocks? Four steals, two blocks. Jeez, good Lord. Oh. Triple double, 16 oh. points, 12 assists, Lord. 11 rebounds. Oh, and the okay. steals and blocks. And the steals and blocks. Okay. Compazzo. Oh, no. Compazzo. Oh, no. <laughs> Over, under 30. Man, what is that song that, like, the kids are playing on TikTok now? It's like, oh, no, oh, no, no, no. It's like a nightmare. <laughs> All this right. is a nightmare. I don't think you're trapping me here. I think I think he uh I think he went for 35. 46. 19 points, 10 assists, six rebounds, what two steals, happening? one block. That's the slate we're in the middle of, people. Oh, There's no way you can win when everybody's going like you just gotta hope you get it right. I'm gonna everybody's need, going off for 40 or 50. I'm gonna need a melatonin to sleep tonight because I can't process it's ridiculous. I can't process the things you're throwing at me right now. And Utah's up 32. Well, the worst part about all this is we have to talk about New Orleans right now because we have two games left. And that's why I'm bringing it up. That's why I'm bringing it up. That's my professional way of bringing it up. You are a professional. And at 6,800, some people are going to chase that Lonzo game. They're playing OKC. It ain't going to be me, though. It's not going to be me. I think it's definitely a Zion spot here. At 9,400 on FanDuel, Zion – this feels like one of those 55-point games where he goes and gets, like, 38 real points, you know, two blocks, two steals, four. And, look, Zion, he's not, he's not like, rebounding at these astronomical rates every game, you know, but he will score the, score the ball. Now, he's been rebounding okay, like, seven, seven, nine. Like, those are good numbers. But I'm saying we don't, we don't see double digits from him a lot. We just don't. But this feels like one of those 38-point, five-rebound, Four assists, two block games from Zion. I, I like him here. I think he's going to be a really good player. I don't like him better than Draymond, but I do like Zion. Brandon Ingram is back under 8K at 7,900. Still don't want to play him. I don't think he's necessary. And then we got Lonzo sitting here at 67. Um, what are they going to do with OKC? Can they please win a game handedly for a change? Well, I think the problem is here, now that I'm looking at his minutes, he's played 34 against San Antonio, 38 against the Clippers. The leash is off. No one said anything about the leash. It was just under the assumption that Lonzo Ball just, you know, we've seen the minutes he's playing, and it hasn't been up to what he needs to be at to have a ceiling game. But so I may have to retract that statement because we're here. He's playing mid to upper 30s all of a sudden. There's no Josh Hart, no Alexander Walker. But it's the second leg of a back-to-back, so I am very curious here. There might be some other non-indicators that maybe internally they just won't let him play 38, 40 minutes again. I don't know. I don't know, but if I'm targeting Curry, if I'm targeting Towns, if I want to play Durant and Levert, I don't foresee me playing a lot of Lonzo tomorrow on DK, just with the tight pricing. I get it. But, wow. I took a hiatus. Or Wednesday night. It was the first night I haven't played NBA in a while. I had a lot of personal stuff going on. I'm glad I did. <laughs> you absolutely but, made the uh, right call. Steven Adams revenge game, 4,900 DK. Don't I don't ever like playing Steven Adams, but he's under 5K. But consider him in my builds. Uh, I'm just not a Steven Adams guy right now. No. I mean, sometimes I look at, I get like, he's going to put up 35 every once in a while. 
And when you nail him at 35 for 4,900, you might take down a GPP. You might, but I, I can't, I can't do it. Yeah, man, Moses Brown, 5,100. He was on a good run for a while. I'm only interested. Yeah. I think I'm only interested if Tony Bradley's out for some reason. I know he recently was dinged up, but OKC is tough to, to peg. Tough to oh, by peg. the way, Bogdan is starting the third with 32 fantasy points for Utah. Good Lord. Good Lord. What a slate. Right, what Lou, a slate. Lou Dort, 6,500 against New Orleans. Are you in or out? DK. Out. Out. Darius Baisley, 6,300. Out. And look, Baisley's actually been crushing. Good. Yeah. He, he have, they have been crushing, but I think I'm out. I, I, I don't I just I don't like this game. It's it's a weird game to be. I think I think it, it could be a slaughter one way or the other. I it just has that weirdness. That weirdness. Yeah. New Orleans on the second leg. You know, a bunch of scrubs are gonna be playing for lost to Denver by two tonight, by the way. What happened? They lost to Denver by two. Yeah. Okay. 114 to 112. Yeah, I'm probably staying away from a lot of this on DK just because of pricing. If, if pricing wasn't in it, I mean, it's tight. It's tight. Ingram's 8,600. I'm out. You know, I'll yeah. consider Alonzo at 68 after looking at his minutes. So let me retract that previous statement I had on him. I'll consider him. Ludort, 65. I'm out. Baisley, 63. No thanks. Moses Brown, probably not as long as Tony Bradley's active. Now, Maladon, 5K, I don't know. His minutes have been sketchy the last couple of games. He really only balls out when Dort's not in. So I think I'm out on Theo. Yeah. It's really just coming down to maybe Steven Adams, maybe Zion, maybe Lonzo. That's it for me in this one on DK. Yeah, for sure, man. For sure. Speaking of Denver, why don't we move on to the last one, Denver and Toronto. Last game of the night. Yeah, so of course Jokic has to be considered every night in all formats. Let's just get out, get that out of the way. Yeah, but. Jokic put up 64 tonight, by the way. 32, 8, 7, 3 steals, 3 blocks, 6 turnovers. Where do you rank him in Towns on Thursday? Uh, Towns is going to get the nod for me over Jokic just because I do – I don't trust Toronto, man. Toronto has not been good. Yeah. Like it, they, they're either it's, and they're start, they've gotten blown out some too. It's just, it's a weird scenario with Toronto. Denver's still at home. So this isn't a, it's a back-to-back, but it's not a true back-to-back. Denver was at home tonight. They're basically going to walk out of the arena, you know, hop in their car, drive home to their families, wake up in the morning, eat pancakes, eat an omelet, grab some sausage or, or, or some yogurt and, and, and oatmeal or whatever they want to eat, oats and barley, you name it, they'll have it. They're at home. I'm not afraid of Toronto coming to town. I'm taking Denver here. I, I just I think Denver's going to win. Yeah, Towns is 800 cheaper than Jokic on Thursday, so I'm siding with Towns. I'm siding with the matchup. I think it'll be a better game environment. Michael Porter Jr., 8,300. I am out. Fred Van Fleet, 7,800 with Kyle Lowry back and Siakam playing and OG back. I'm probably out on Van Fleet. Same breath, Kyle Lowry, 7,100. Just hasn't looked the same until I see it. I'm out on Kyle Lowry at 71. So tough game for me here, too. I mean, Gary Trent is out. I get it. Boucher's out. I get it. But it's more of a price thing. I mean, even they priced a birch. But they're playing Malachi Flynn 20 minutes. Uh, Another problem. 
Another yeah. problem. Yeah, and I, I mean, love- yeah. my bad. Sorry, and, and you know, uh, uh, what's his face? DeAndre Bembry is probably going to see the court four or five minutes. Yeah, uh, is Utah Montanabe going to see the court four or five? Like he's playing almost twenty minutes. It's it's ridiculous. It's just ridiculous. I'd, I'd rather play if I have to pick a Raptor. Uh, I'd probably lean with Siakam here. Eighty four hundred, yeah. coming off a game where he was two for sixteen from the floor. So yeah. a little, little regression. How much is Kim Burch on DK today? Last last note on Siakam. I'm not scared of. Oh, a sorry. Michael, I'm sorry. not scared. No, it's all good. I'm not scared of a Michael Porter defensive matchup. In fact, it's one of my favorites to pick on. Michael Porter, as good as he is on offense, can't play a lick of defense. And Ken Birch is 5K on DK. I am out. Really? Yep. You're out on Kim Birch? Yeah, I think so. At, at 5K? Center only? I'm probably playing Towns. I mean, I got to see what the roster construction is like. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I mean, he, he's 5,900 on FanDuel, so I'm out. And he's now only center eligible. When he was power forward eligible, I was playing Kim Birch religiously, but. I, I get Man, it. Five five case tough. I mean, well, he's playing thirty something minutes. No, no. Uh, you can tell I'm trying to sway you. No Boucher. Bit. No, no Boucher. Boucher, and they're not playing uh, Aaron Baines. Yeah. I don't know. At thirty two minutes, he's been putting up numbers, man. I know. I now, now that he's kind of got the keys to the position. I also think there's a chance this game is ugly, like you kind of said in the beginning. It kind of scares yeah, me. Yeah, I get it. I know. But five I, case tempting. It's, it's tempting. I know there's no Boucher. I know, you know OG plays some small five. So he had 14 boards. Is that because Boucher you know, was out and there's no Bain? He hasn't had double-digit rebounds. They were, they were, okay, so let's get that out of the way. They were playing Brooklyn. So so whenever a team is going against Brooklyn, I'm, I'm going to load up, right? Uh, so, so, but against Cleveland, 14-6, one assist, two blocks, two steals. Good line. Yeah. Uh, yeah, like – when he's getting 30 minutes, he's very consistent. He got he got the, the last time before that he got about 30 minutes was uh was against San Antonio. He got 28 against OKC, but San Antonio 29 minutes, 14, 6, one, one assist, two blocks, 28 fantasy points. 28 isn't gonna kill you at 5K, clearly. No, I'm just saying he's so. not I at 5K, I'm I'm for sure willing to play him in utility. I think he's got a good floor. There's this is a, a sneaky, interesting slate at center because obviously you have Jokic. Okay, it's fine. Giannis center eligible. You have Towns. You have Zion. You have Draymond center eligible. <laughs> Isaiah Stewart center eligible. Oh, if Giannis sits, Bobby Porter center eligible. <laughs> Jeff Green get a ton of minutes. Forty eight hundred center eligible. Yeah, I just don't know how my construction is going to look. I I I guess I just. I'm a little nervous to play Birch as a one-off, I guess, if I'm building. Yeah, I got you. But you're right. It. You're right. I mean, the price is fair. The price is – and he's power forward on FanDuel, right? No, he's he, – I can't play him on FanDuel. He's 5,900, and he's only center eligible now. So he gets the X button. Yeah. <laughs> That's rough. That's yeah. rough. All right. I don't hate Birch. I think he's got a high floor. But just – just my first gut look at this slate is I don't think it's going to fit in my lineup, you know, my lineup constructions. Um, yeah. That's a tough game. That's a tough game just with the way things are going. Yeah. 
right when you think Toronto has their rotation finally figured out, they don't. They're not even close. <laughs> they Nick Nurse has no idea what's going on. We love Nick Nurse on this show, don't we? Yeah, yeah, we sure do. Wink, wink. <laughs> but yeah, he's going to play 30 minutes, give or take, if the game's fairly. If you told me that game would be competitive in the fourth quarter, I'd say, all right. I don't do you want to hear? Do you want to hear something stupid about the Raptors, though? I love stupid stuff, and I love the Raptors. They can still get in the playoffs in the play-in scenario if Washington just decides to start losing games. They can they can start winning and, and, and become the tenth spot. So can the Bulls. If Zach Levine was playing, the Bulls may have been in the tenth spot by now. Toronto says no because the Pacers are, are falling off of a cliff at this point. The Wizards are moving up. Uh, the Hornets just lost two in a row, so now they're under 500. Uh, so, yeah, we're starting to get some separation between seven and eight now. So four, five, six, seven is kind of the group now, and one, two, three. So that's kind of your grouping for the standings in the East. One, two, three, net 76ers, Bucks. Then the next group is Knicks, Hawks, Celtics, Heat. Knicks 35 and 28, Hawks 34 and 29, Celtics 33 and 30, Heat 33 and 30. Then now you've got the below 500 group, which are the Hornets, Pacers, Wizards. Hornets are 30 and 32, Pacers 29 and 32, Wizards 20, 28 and 34, one of the hotter teams in the East, 9 and 1 in their last 10. Same for the Knicks. We do a lot of complaining about salaries and player prices on this podcast, but one place where you do not have to complain is Super Draft. Shout out to Super Draft. DFS without a salary cap. Get on over there, superdraft.com. Promo code GRINDERS, G-R-I-N-D-E-R-S. No salary cap, just a bunch of multiplier rules, which is very interesting. Cool dynamic that Super Draft brought to the DFS industry. Absolutely. Moving time. Yeah, closing time. Yeah. 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 So you know what that means, right? GPP food of the day, my friend. GPP food of the day where salary is never an issue. Correct. Today, ladies and gentlemen, for your taste bud pleasure, we're talking snacks. Mm. Snacks on snacks on snacks on snacks. And here's the thing about snacks, Luch. So many different categories. You got candy, you got chips, you got cookies. Yeah, right. This is tough. It's so many categories. I'm gonna roll with a couple. I'm gonna throw a couple out there. This is one of my favorite snacks of all time, and it's it's kind of a recent snack. So this is one of your older ones, like gingerbread cookies or little Debbie's, little Debbie's pies. That's a work. That's a class of their own, right? The box pies, like Twinkies and stuff like that. Here's one of my favorite snacks on tap. Welch's fruit snacks. The original. Welch's fruit snacks in in the blue packs. My goodness, Looch. Love those things. They're the OG of fruit snacks. Oh, yes, yes. (laughs) Specific, perfect. The OG of fruit snacks. I'm going to try to get one from every category. Okay. Uh, uh, My favorite chip well, one of my favorite chips, but but this is absolutely my favorite. And these are a little newer too. Kettle, salt, salt, and cracked pepper. Oh yeah. Kettle cooked salt and cracked pepper yeah. chip. Man, bring it on. Addicting. Yes, yes. Yeah. Bring it on. Okay. Let's go. Uh 
I'm going to go to the honey bun category. This is something I've had since I was a kid. These things are amazing. And I don't know if they make them anymore because I can't remember if, but anyway, it's Lance, the Lance honey buns out of the gas station. They were like 49, 59 cents, crazy iced up. I think, and they've got another brand that's like Duchess or something like that. They're kind of similar. So that's that. I'm I'm not really a little Debbie, uh, uh, honey bun fan. That's not like my favorite one. Okay, we did chips. Okay, cookies, Ooh. Oreos, Oreos, double stuff or nah? Regular stuff. Give me a cold glass of milk. Yep. And look, I eat my Oreos like cereal. I, I have I have no shame. I take my Oreos out of the pack. I put them in a bowl. I pour the cereal on it. I mean, I pour the milk on it. I understand that the cookies are going to get soft. That's fine with me. Let me eat it in the in the cool ice cold milk. The, the cream and 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 and, uh, and cookie coming together, outstanding. It almost turns into like Oreo pudding, you know. Oh yeah, sort of. It's, it's good. Glass. I like it. You know? Yeah. Last but not least, I'm just gonna end it with with pies, and I'm gonna stay in the little Debbie category. Yeah. I know some people like the cosmic brownies. I'm still a fan of the regular brownies with the peanuts on top. Ooh, yeah. yeah, little Debbie brownies. There's something nostalgic about about the the brownies with the peanuts. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, okay, and then here it is. Here, last one. Sorry, sorry, Luch. No, now I'm going to give you a, a bonus. <laughs> and I, I keep taking you guys back to my childhood things I used to do. Here's a bonus: oatmeal cream pies Ooh. with a bowl of applesauce. Do the oatmeal cream pie in half and dip the applesauce up with the cream pie. Man, that's some good snack eating, man. Good snack eating, uh, I'm telling you. Man. Late I'm done with my snacks. Right before Kenny, Ernie, and Charles come on TNT, you're dunking your Oreos in, eating, digging them out with a spoon, getting yeah. to see what the boys are talking about, seeing what yeah. the damage damages on the FanDuel app. Um, <laughs> listen, man, here's one. For the 90s kids, this continued for a while, and people thought, where did they go? What happened to them? Would we ever see them again? Some may have even forgotten about them. But Dunkaroos are back. Baby, I'm back. Yes, they are. Dunkaroos I saw it on Twitter. Are back. And they now they're Dunkaroo cereal. I saw that. I haven't dabbled yet, but I think I'm going to. I yeah. think I'm going. I'll just blame it on my girlfriend's kid. Yeah, he wanted Dunkaroo cereal secretly. Legit GPP. Yeah. I have to give it a shot, but man. Luch. Dip it in that cereal. thing. We'll cereal. do cereal tomorrow night. All we'll right, give I'm, you a, a preview. I'm cereal, cereal tomorrow night. That's a very good category. Yes. Very good category. I know you mentioned the uh, the little Debbie's brand. Hostess has some similar types of cupcakes and things, but people are very particular, whether they like yodels or ring dings or... Mm-hmm. Ah, uh, Devil Dogs. That's the other one. Yeah. Similar yeah. products. Mm-hmm. Both good if you're in chocolate and like the yep. cream. But, you know, if you just want to go on overload and you're just feeling a little unhealthy or you want to kick back, relax, have a little nightcap, I love washing it down with an ice cold in a bottle swig of Yoohoo. Let me get oh, that. man. Now, now, I will say this. I am more of a Nesquik fan. Okay, you can't lose either way. But, but yeah, but they're like the same. I, I get it. Yoo-hoo, man. Nothing. And like that it. was in a, and, th- and those are still in the glass. Don't look at the label on the back. 
Doesn't matter how many calories there. Doesn't, doesn't matter. Even matter that it's not even milk. <laughs> it's chocolate drink. <laughs> chocolate drink. That's all. You had me a chocolate man. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter if you all that stomach ache in a half an hour. It's well worth it, man. You who, man? Yeah, you who? This is getting exciting, folks. Getting exciting. I feel like we could talk about potato chips for too long. Plus, there's many local brands wherever you're from that people good at that for. That's what makes it difficult. Yeah, chips are a big deal. Like up up here, you got. uh, Of course, you have you know the mainstream chips like Lay's and whatever, but. Uh, you have her. You have hers down there. Ever hear of hers? Yeah. Oh yeah, we got hers. Hers, hers are legit, and we've can't. got all kind of local stuff down here in the south. Oh, yeah. Like just, just straight up state companies that ship their chips to like local sandwich shops. Yeah, it's incredible, incredible, man. And they're on, some chips are only here. I got Dunkaroos pulled up on my on my monitor right now, and I, I, I might if, if the grocery store is still open by my house, which it's kind of not. Like I, but I can still find one. Like you know, I live in a good suburban community. Uh, man, I might have to get out and grab because I've got milk in the fridge. Let's just get some Dunkaroo cereal and go to town here. Wake up in the morning, throw some Lion King on, eat the Dunkaroos, crank up the morning grind. Because we got you, and we hope some of this info helped you. Hopefully, we talked a little bit about lineup construction tonight, a little more than usual. So, hopefully, you find the right correlating pieces. But, Chief, Will Priest, or anything before we are out of here, until next time. Nah, man, I'm good. I I think everybody understands. Fun pod. Thanks for hanging with us, folks. Through all the shenanigans, Bubble Brothers Podcast. We'll be back tomorrow for sure. All right. So, for Will Priester, I'm Justin Carlucci. We're going to have a glass of YooHoo and Get those dunkaroos down the hash before it's time to go to bed. Thanks for tuning in the Roto Grinders NBA Morning Grind. Have a good night and good luck.